Hey everyone, and welcome to another episode of From No Crypto to No Crypto. I'm your host, the Crypto Coach, Blockchain Wayne. Today we're joined by Eugene Luzgan. Eugene has been in this space for quite a while, got a lot to talk about. We're going to definitely get into Cinco and what they're doing there. But first and foremost, Eugene, thanks for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Awesome. Yeah, we've been trying to plan this for a minute, so it's great to finally connect and catch up and really share what you all are doing because I really like to highlight uh, what people are doing that's going to not just not just create another project for or another tool for people in the space to use, but that's going to focus on bringing more people into utilizing the best aspects of this technology. So, Eugene, before we jump into what Cinco is, share a little bit about your background and what got you into the space. Yeah, I started in crypto in 2017, you know, as one of the blog producers in the US, right? That's kind of what got me excited and into uh, crypto. I ran that for a while, uh, for about a year. Uh, as you know, we also invested a significant effort into building a trap wallet, uh, which supports number of chains. Uh, it's kind of more you know, as well as FIO uh, protocol, right? It supports FIO send, request. Uh, uh, it's pretty advanced uh, niche wallet, I would say. But um, over time, I kind of realized that for um, crypto adoption in general, that, you know, we need to make it simpler to use. Uh, and I see FIO protocol as kind of a cornerstone uh, solution to make crypto easy in general, right? Because people, I don't know how many times I have made that mistake, you know, more than once, typing their own address. Mm -hmm. It's hard to associate that loan, crypto address, like, you know, Ethereum or what have you with a person you're trying to send crypto to, right? And who knows how many people made mistake and sent it to some random address and they lost crypto. I'm sure many people listening to this podcast have made that mistake before. And I see FIO protocol as solution to this problem. We need to, you know, when, here's how I can compare, like when internet just started, only mm -hmm. like, only like hardcore geeks who understood protocols at like low level and can do those Linux commands to support, you know, to, to send messages and like they use those loan identifiers and IP addresses and, you know, and really understood protocol at a low level so they were only able to use internet, right? Uh -huh. And today you have uh, mom and pop using, uh -huh. you know, internet on their plant, you know, on their iPads and that's just pretty much when technology becomes transparent and easy for grandma to use, that's when you have general adoption of technology. And so in crypto, we are in those early internet stages. That's how I see it. We are just uh -huh. putting building blocks and foundation and then putting layers on top to actually abstract it away, all that complexity and makes it more accessible for users like few handles. They have to be easy to use, they have to be, you know, human readable and cheap. So it doesn't cost me a hundred bucks to register one, like, like use AMS, right? Um, yeah. That's what makes FIO protocol, I believe, kind of a technology of choice. That's why we picked it for Synca. Uh, 
I can talk a little bit about Sinker because I have been focusing on this project for uh, this year, uh, most of this year, and it's kind of exemplary um, solution. Uh, we are building a wallet targeting Latin America and Caribbean nations. Uh, mm -hmm. Most of the countries which have a lot of people who are underbanked, let's say, you know, and some people may even work as and receiving crypto as a payment. There are a lot of people in the world who receive crypto as payment for their work. Would it be a stable mm -hmm. coin, you know, USDT or just Bitcoin? Uh, and often the problems they have is how to turn that crypto into just regular fiat money and spend it on their mm -hmm. living expenses, right? Uh, that's kind of what we are the problem we are trying to target uh, with the sinker is making a wallet which is very easy to use, uh, very easy to sign up, all you need is a phone number and ID to get one and then you are able to have multiple um, outlets, you can get a Visa card to spend it or you can, we recently we are launching this month's MoneyGram integration where you can actually go and get cash um, and uh, also free transfers between users, right? So, if you know, I can we can go to lunch together. I can send you, you know, you pay a bill and I can send you twenty bucks, right? From my Sinker wallet to your Sinker wallet using our fear handle, paying at Sinker, for example, and it costs. It's free. It's free. It's easy and it's uh, transparent to use. So that's kind of what. That's what been my focus uh, this year, is just trying to make this technology and crypto easy to use for regular you know, people, not hardcore crypto guys who meet at a Bitcoin conference. <laughs> yeah, and, and you know, that's what we need to see more of. I, I tell people all the time, um, a lot of times these projects are coming out that are just marketing to people that are already in crypto. And it's kind of like an echo chamber, like we need to... If we're going to get anywhere with adoption, we've got to we've got to onboard more people, and to do that, there's got to be, um, you know, there's got to be an expansion. To, we've got to make it easier for people to use, and it seems like that that's what you all are doing. I love this, you know. I saw the Cinco demo. I think I met the team at Consensus. It was, and um, at Consensus, they were able to demo how simple it is, and it, it's a familiar interface that people are are used to. And that's really what happens with, with technology adoption. You make it easy. Like you said, the moms and pops, I go a step further, the grandmas and grandpas, you know, the, yeah. the grandmothers, grandfathers that, that, that are technology, that are challenged with technology, they can, from a simple phone, they can send an email with the swipe of a finger. Let's make sending and receiving assets like that as, as easy. So uh, that, that's really what Cinco is. So tell us a little bit more. So Cinco, uh, tell us about the launch of Cinco and where it's available right now for people to use. So we are doing soft launch. It's it's live now, uh, and like I said, it's not available for United States and and Canada for regulatory reasons. Uh, but it is available in most of Latin America and Caribbean and you know um, lots of other nations. Um, we have on the list that you can sign up, um, and we are doing soft launch, which means it's live already and you can get a wallet but we are not yet 
pushing on the marketing side. There are mm -hmm. some features we want to sneak in before we really start talking about it, right? Um, and really kind of doing local uh, push and marketing in different regions. Um, but those uh, features are all coming uh, pretty much by, you know, earlier this month. Uh, and there will be a bigger marketing effort by mid-October. I, I can, that's what, that's what I know, what I can talk about. Um, what you can share. You know. Yeah, that, I mean, that's really right around the corner, right? I mean, we've been, uh, I think we've been talking since early in the year, uh, met the team, consensus, that was what, in April, I think it was. So it's uh, it's, it's really good to see that you guys are, are, are getting close to, um, you know, and it makes sense. You want to onboard people. Um, you want to have a soft launch to get users, more users out, out outside of beta to use the product. Uh, but then really... Um, you know, jam-packed features. Is there a um, is there a way for users to that are say they're using Cinco right now? Uh, do they do you guys solicit feedback from them on what features they would like to see or or what what to, what to add? Yeah, we are doing some you know uh, limited internal testing, which means mm -hmm. you know, for example, we have users in Costa Rica trying out our wallet and providing feedback and. Said testing has been going on all of uh, September. So we have been nice. collecting feedback and we have been taking that feedback into account and making improvements, making it you know easier and faster to load. Um, and like I said, you know, every user who signs up gets a free um, FIO handle uh, at Synca and you know, you can pick your name. Um, and it's been, it's been, you know, uh, it, it's been a long road, but uh, we are getting close to a finish line. And, um, I'm excited to see it um, getting some real, you know, real adoption. Nice. I just came back from a New York event, uh, specifically related to stablecoin and uh, circle. So some numbers that I have heard, right? Well, said in 2022 alone, like in the midst of crypto winter, right? In the middle of crypto winter in 2022 was very tough. Lots of crypto companies went out of business. Mm -hmm. um, some of my former companies went belly up. At the same time, we had over, we had around $7.2 trillion of volume in stable coins in 2022. Uh, 2023 numbers are not out yet, but based on current trend, it is estimated that it will it will exceed uh, like you know visa volume, and uh, there is a lot of volume coming to uh, stable coin as a method of payment. One of the benefits of using stable coin you know, as a payment, it is stable, right? So mm -hmm. if I send you a hundred dollars, you get hundred dollars. That's what most people um, care about. You know, say Bitcoin is a digital gold. People like to buy it and hold it. It has its own purpose. But as far as payment goes, uh, mm -hmm. stable coins will play a significant role in just 
right, day-to-day commerce. Uh, and by the way, we also support in Bitcoin and Ethereum inflows, which means you know, we are accepting Bitcoin and Ethereum in, in uh, Synca, and you can uh, you can still send payment to in, in uh, USD, basically, USD equivalent. Yeah. yeah, and that's important. I've always said that stable coins are going to be um, really kind of a gateway to mass adoption of digital currencies just because we understand the long term there's inflation happening, the purchasing power is less and less. But right now with the volatility in the crypto market, you don't want to pay somebody in another asset like Bitcoin or something else and it loses 7 to 10% of the value between the time they receive it and they go to spend it, right? So there yeah. has to be um, some st- stability right now. Um, and and I've always also talked to projects that are building, um, they don't want to call them stable coins, but basically um, asset-backed currencies that maybe link to um, an asset fund that maybe a giant fund manager is, is managing to um, just, you know, prevent some, you know, or, or provide stability, I guess you could say, because that's what's important. Uh, some of these, you're talking about people in, in um, Latin America, Caribbean, a lot of times we're seeing a lot higher adoption in those places because people are using for remittances. And the last thing, if someone's working in one country and sending money back to family in another country, the last thing they need is for it to lose a lot of value. Um, yeah. You know, but between the time they send it and their family receives it and goes to spend it. Um, but also, uh, you know, when, when, um, whenever, you know, whenever they go to use the old traditional methods and they're having to pay tons, you know, high percentages of fees or whether it's in, you know, paying uh, for the transfer or the exchange of currency from one government's currency to another. Um, many companies are global now and, and many yeah. people live all over the world. So being able to send money, you shouldn't have all that friction of border by border by border. How can I get money from here to there? Uh, I, can I think, I think you guys are definitely solving that um, in Central Central America, Latin America, Caribbean. Um, I don't know if you can speak about it now, but are, are there any plans to extend? Um, I know you mentioned U.S. and Canada not available due to regulatory concerns, but uh, where where else have you all looked at expanding, or, or can you speak well, about any kind of other expansion? Yeah, I don't know how much I can talk about, but um, we basically don't have limitation in terms of expanding to other markets like, for example, India, China, uh, or maybe some limitations on, for example, use of Visa card because you get a license for certain regions where you can use it, but the rest of the wallet features uh, you can still use in other markets, like India is a huge market, right? Um, and there are some solutions like for businesses, like you said, or more many businesses and even startups are all global now. You have employees in different regions, right? We have people in Argentina, Canada, US, Caribbeans, uh, Ukraine. So sometimes making bank transfers is a challenge. I'll bring one example, right? Some mm-hmm. of our developers in Argentina, they get a bank wire transfer in USD as a payment for their work, uh, the local bank 
translated to Argentinian pesos because that's kind of a lo local regulation and they translated by government rate which is half of real market rate so mm. right there you lose half of your pay right um, that's kind of a hidden tax so to speak mm -hmm. which is 50 percent of the bet and stable coins solve it uh, i believe current financial system became too weaponized i would say you know with uh, and kind of too entangled with politics and everything going on in the world um, that it's it, it became very challenging to use um, and we just need financial rails which are faster which can drive still in in the framework of law uh, I'm not talking about you know financing uh, terrorism uh, you know uh, but in a frame framework of law you should be able to do a global commerce and make cross-border payments seamlessly and um, and you know and efficiently to do business it's important right that increases velocity of money it increases economic activity and at the end benefits everyone uh, especially those in uh, more developing countries where banking system is not as uh, evolved that's see. kind of been my focus um, just to see you know to help with that general adoption of uh, crypto yeah and those are important things you know so i really applaud what you all are doing um but you know there's there's remittances uh that need that happen all over the world and um i'm excited to see where you guys uh go next and what we can talk about in the future outside of uh outside of what you're doing now um i know i, I spent some time in the philippines and i know their remittances are a big thing because there's so many filipino workers all over the world that are sending money back home which is the same thing you see uh with central and south america as well there's a lot of people that are living there, living in the Caribbean countries and sending money back. Uh, and that's one of the, the early problems that I always felt this, this uh, technology was gonna solve um, because it's, it's basically getting the technology in the hands of the people that need it most. Um, you know, we can say, you know, we need this in the US, our, our systems work, even though they may not work the greatest, uh, they work for us right now, but there's many areas, there's a lot, of, lot more friction points around the world. And I think that's where we're seeing crypto, crypto adoption as well yeah and eugene you know um you know we talked about remittances we were just on that discussion and you know remittances i tell people all the time that's going to be one of the major driving forces when it comes to adoption of this technology so you know because that's where people need it the most there's so many friction points and sending you you've talked about just now that um i think that's really going to be a driving force uh for adoption i don't know about you but i, I when i think about two sectors that are really going to drive adoption of this technology i actually say it's remittances and gaming i don't know if how, how do you feel about those uh, um, gaming definitely is a big big sector and you know i talk to younger uh guys younger than me who you know um, in gaming and some information that they share and the volume um is significant so I haven't been actively engaged in, in, in gaming industry in general 
and there are definitely guys more familiar with this industry uh, but based on what I have heard it's going to be a very big uh, big application and big sector for you know, um, just crypto volume in general yeah definitely definitely all right, Eugene. So, man, it's really been a pleasure having you on. I definitely applaud what Cinco is doing in the space, um, because as I said from the beginning, you're not um, you're not looking there trying to take users say, hey, don't use this wallet, use our wallet. You've built a product that say this. We're solving a need for people. We're going to bring more people into the space, get them familiar with utilizing this technology. Um, we appreciate you integrating the field protocol into there to make it the, that um, user experience a little little easier and, and simpler and seamless. Um, but it, it's just, it's great to see that. And I think more people need to take note and that's what we need to look at and really highlight or put on a pedestal those that are doing that because we're, we're, for, we're, go, we're going for global adoption. Uh, I think your team is very smart going, you know, starting with, with Caribbean, Latin America, cause those are countries you're seeing a lot of usage, a lot of adoption. Not only that, that's where there's a real need. Um, you know, I think about where I'm in the U.S. I can use PayPal today if I wanted to, right? It's a centralized system. It's not the best, but there's less friction points. But when you think about people all over the world that need access to these tools, I'd rather put in their hands tools that um, allow them to use it whenever and wherever they want without friction versus having to, um, you know, encourage whether it's friction or companies that want to charge high percentages or those, as you mentioned earlier, hidden taxes. Um, so as we wrap up, and can you tell everybody where can they find out more if they want to learn more about Cinco and what you all are doing? Uh, so it's spelled C-I-N-K-O dot I-O, Cinco.io. You can go on the website. Uh, you can check out, read information. Um, you can go on, you know, App Store, on Play Store, and uh, it's available. Um, and, you know, check it out for yourself. Absolutely. Awesome. Well, thanks again, Eugene, for your time. It's it's definitely been a pleasure. Uh, I challenge everybody, check out, look at what Cinco is doing and, and look for those projects and, and companies that are doing this, the same thing, that, that we're not just creating another tool to get people from in the, already in, crypt, in the cryptocurrency and blockchain space, stop using one tool and use this one. They're looking at onboarding new users and bringing more people into space and giving them a user experience to where, I mean, I, Eugene, you can, you can probably admit from since you've joined the space, uh, a lot of a lot of the early wallets and tech that's out there, it's complicated for most people, yeah. and a lot it's friction points where some people they mess up, they send crypto to the wrong address, or they have trouble setting up a wallet and they write down a seed phrase somewhere and they lose it. Um, if that's their only experience, they they're they're out. They're like, well, this was too hard. I'm going back to what I'm used to. <laughs> yeah. So uh, thanks again, Eugene, for your time. It's been a pleasure having you on today. Uh, any final words before we go for anyone watching or listening? Uh, you know, it's exciting time. We are all living and I feel like we are at the very early stages of uh, this technology. There is a lot of, uh, you know, I'm very excited about what's coming, right, in the future. And uh, we should all be proud of this uh, revolution uh, that we are so early. And yeah. um, I'm just very excited about to see what's coming right and what i see a lot of innovation in this space yep absolutely cool so eugene thanks again for joining us today everybody thanks for listening or watching and we will catch you on the next episode take care everybody thank you